Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild with me, Paladino Joey, your host, Joey Awajan, here on the 30th episode of Brave the Wild, as we have finally gotten to that milestone, the big 3-0. I thank all of you listeners out there for helping that become possible to get to 30 episodes of this great show. And uh, what's really great, though, is that the Minnesota Wild are playing it. Some really, really damn good hockey right now, and uh, it's really been a joy to watch. But before I get into that, Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I always, always thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to this show. So that's the guest of today again. I mean, the Wild are playing excellent, excellent hockey, and I have been uh, really just, it's, it's so refreshing. It's so refreshing. Um... For multi-sport fans like myself, you got the Timberwolves on the other side of the river, which is really my side of the river. Uh, you know, they're they're really, really struggling. And when the you saw the both teams had the worst record in the Western Conference, it's like, great, that's Minnesota. Just look to the very bottom of the standings in the entire Western Conference for both teams. Well, not anymore for the Minnesota Wild, as they have really, really been uh, making some strides here. As, uh, the theme of today is... Uh, Smothering defense and timely offense for the Minnesota Wild has, uh, you know, has them red hot. They are playing red hot hockey, so hot in fact that the Wild are the hottest team in the NHL, tied only with Boston in their last ten. Both Minnesota and Boston are eight, one, and one. And the Boston Bruins, well, they're only the fifth seed in the in the in the uh, Eastern Conference, but still they're a pretty darn good team at sixteen, nine, and five, thirty-seven points over their. Uh, that's a pretty good team. They're the hottest team in the entire NHL, tied with the Wild, as mentioned. The one thing that's a little bit frustrating, though, is virtually every team in the entire Western Conference has been hot. And it's like, damn it, so the Wild haven't really made a move up, other than, uh, you know, they've they've leapfrogged Anaheim and St. Louis. That's good, but the bad part is they're still the 13th seed in the Western Conference. Um, but the good news is they're only five points behind Phoenix, which holds the sixth seed. Sixth seed, that's, that's, that'd be a nice jump. 
They'd have to, of course, have to get stuck with the Chicago Blackhawks or Calgary Flames in the postseason. But uh, there are five games since the most recent show. The Wild have been pretty busy. They've been 4-1 and one in those games. A lot of thrilling, thrilling hockey along the way. Couple of couple of games you could call boring, especially that Phoenix game. That was the one the Wild actually lost. So uh, that's going to be the gist of the show today. As the five games, well, before I get to the actual five games, though, is the only team with the losing record in the well. There's two teams with the losing record in the entire Western Conference in their last ten. Columbus is two five and three, and Detroit, amazingly, Detroit five. Four, five, and one, and they're still a ninth seed. They would be missing the playoffs. Uh, it's kind of funny how it, how it turns out, though. Remember what happened last year? Detroit was the defending Stanley Cup champion, and they were just kicking everybody's butt, like Pittsburgh is this year. They're still way up there. Well, they're the fourth seed, but yeah, they're only three points behind number one Washington. So go figure. I mean, they're right there, and uh, yeah, they're tied with New Jersey for their division lead in the Atlantic. Uh, and then, yeah, Pittsburgh was struggling, and they were going to be out of the playoffs. They even fired their coach. Next thing you know, Pittsburgh gets hot late in the year, goes all the way and wins the Stanley Cup over the uh, number one seeded Detroit Red Wings. It's like, <laughs> you, you almost wonder if that's going to be the switcher. Detroit's going to get hot and go all the way and win the Stanley Cup. I personally hope not. I've had enough of the Detroit Red Wings. I'm sure a lot of you out there have as well. I mean, yeah, they're a great team and all that, but, uh, you know, I'm tired of Detroit. They've They've got, like... Four cups in the last uh, 14 years. Like, that's enough. You know, move, or actually, not even 14 years. They won a, their first one in 97. Their first one since the, you know, the old days, per se. The really old days. This, the uh, original six era. But, um, my goodness, you know, I think we've had, a, I think we've seen enough of Detroit. They're kind of the, this era's Montreal. Of course, a lot of the original players from back then aren't still there, other than Osgood. But, yeah, I'll stop digressing. As now we get into the games, uh, not going to sit and just uh, look at numbers, but we got to look at the how things went though. In general, uh, the Wild victors against Anaheim as it was a battle of the quote, it was a battle of the bad. As the Wild were still bad, even though they'd won three in a row, they're still the worst team in the uh, Western Conference at the time, tied with Anaheim, and they defeat the Anaheim Mighty Ducks in a home game on Friday. This was a really fun game. It was five to four. This was. The 4th of December, the 4th of December, in a very thrilling game. Anaheim, unfortunately, though, uh, came out with a 2-0 lead, and that had us a lot pretty disappointed about midway through the game. It's like, it's 2-0 Anaheim. Oh, great. Um, this was actually a, shoot, a shootout win, now that I remember properly. <laughs> and uh, the good news is, though, how the Wild just came storming back. Miko Koivu was, was phenomenal in this game. This was a lot of fun to watch this game. I luckily had the day off, too. It just was a good day in general for me. Wild were good on their power play, but so was Anaheim. Both teams were able to get power plays in this game. Uh, the Wild have really picked up in the face-off category as they pretty much won the face-off category in every game this past week. I mean, this team is playing some pretty darn good hockey. And again, another newcomer was the hero on this particular day. as Guillaume Latendresse was able to score the, ga- the uh, game icing goal but but that was not before Saku Koivu had to be stopped by Nicholas Backstrom. That was pretty fitting. You know, Saku Koivu had, you know, he turned us down so he could go to Anaheim so he didn't have to play with his brother because, you know, he didn't want to have any uh, 
you know, he didn't want to make that kind of an issue where they've both been captains of their team and, uh, you know, it might be kind of an awkward situation. So Saiku Cuevo opts to go to a- Anaheim. I-, I think a lot of us thought the Anaheim Ducks were going to have a more successful season. So far, they are the last place team in the Western Conference. And, uh, yeah, Saiku Cuevo, how fitting is that? It's like, you know, screw you for not coming here. <laughs> no offense to Saku. You know, I know Miku Cuevo fans may might not want to hear that. Of course, I'm a Miku Cuevo fan, but... Uh, you know, that was kind of like, there you go. Now, you know, that's the end of that. So yet another newcomer being a hero in this game. Andrew Ebbett wasn't able to score in his attempt. So it was Antti Mietnin and Guillaume Latandretz that saved us on this particular day. As Joffrey Lopel, Lupel, excuse me, was excellent. He had two goals in the game and, of course, a goal in the shootout. So there you go. This guy's been a toughie for the Minnesota Wild this season he was a he's just been a he's, he's one of those guys who he's I guess he's had a, our number this particular season so far so another back-to-back another back-to-back where the wild will do it again like they did the week before at the end of November they beat the Rangers on Friday and the Pittsburgh Penguins excuse me that was the end of uh, <laughs> looking at the wrong schedule here I apologize that was uh, Colorado and Colorado the previous week my bad wrong deal there Colorado and Colorado, silly me, I mean, the Wild have owned Colorado this year, by the way, as they won again Wednesday, wow, <laughs> gotta love that, the Wild have been pretty good in back-to-backs, except for one in uh, early November there, Tampa Bay and Washington, that was quite disappointing, but uh, yeah, the Wild sweep the Colorados, Colorado twice, that little series, so the Wild go to, go to Nashville, and that's another team the Wild have had some success against this season, and in fact, they even had success on Wednesday, December the 2nd. So you figure, well, this team is playing good. They've had a little success against Nashville this year. Can they do it again? Can they do it again? Yes, they can. On Saturday the 5th of December, the Wild go to Nashville and win 5-3 to in a yet another entertaining game as uh, the offense really has picked up, at least at this point. kind of It kind of go, goes away a little bit. The Wild win the face-off battle yet again, and they crush in the shots on goal, 39-29 to in this game. Josh Harding with another victory. Josh Harding with his second win of the year. Really nice to see. And Ellis, again, has trouble with the Minnesota Wild. Ellis, the goalie of Nashville, for the second uh, time this season, having trouble with the Wild. He was pulled again. So you just, you know, you got to think that uh, Ellis won't be the starting goalie the next time Nashville plays Minnesota. Major, major issues (laughs) against the Wild. And, uh... James Shepard able to net his first goal of the year. Oh, goody. Go, James Shepard. Wild convert on two power plays in this game. Andrew Ebbett again back at it again. And this is when Martin Havlett finally starts to to be revel, uh, excuse me, relevant again. Martin Havlett finally, finally showing something. I mean, anything, right? He's able to get two assists in this game. And, uh... It was nice to see some energy out of Martin Havlat. I mean, I don't know what his deal was overall. He got five shots on goal in the game, which is also just he was he was he's finally starting to look like like he like like he counts. You know, he's not just this complete bust. And uh, well, technically he still is if you look at his numbers. Only thirteen points on the year, but uh, here you go. Finally, factoring in in the offense. I mean, that's why we got him. We didn't get him to just you know just be part of the scenery. So now, unfortunately, the Wild are part of the scenery as they head to Phoenix on Monday. Remember when the Wild against Phoenix used to be a good thing? 
Remember, remember when, remember when the Wild and Phoenix was like, yeah, you know, this is one of those you could chalk up as a green, not a red. It's a victory regardless if it's in Minnesota or in Phoenix. No. And remember how Phoenix used to be this team that you could just score on, you know, without much of an issue. Well, their defense has sure tightened up with this new coaching staff. And, uh, man, oh, man, the Wild shut out two to zip. Shut out two to zip in Phoenix. That is, uh, that was not a fun game at all. Not even close to fun. And what's even better is, well, see, the first period, the Wild only musters six shots on goal. They get 19 in the second and can't do squat, really. I mean, the defense of Phoenix was pretty smothering indeed. They look like how the Wild have been playing and how the Wild play in these future games here that I'm about to get to. There's some there's some beauties, at least on the defensive end. Um, but no, Phoenix scoring two goals in about 45 seconds. It's just, are you friggin' kidding me? <sighs> How frustrating was that to see? Scotty Upshaw and Tyler Pyatt able to just net those. And, uh, just, uh, yeah, that was that was not fun to watch. The Wild don't win the face-off battle either in this particular game. Teams were over, The teams combined were 0 for 11 on the power play as well. Uh, the only entertaining period in this game was the second, and Phoenix got their two quick goals, and that was about it. I mean, that was all she wrote. Wild only get three shots on goal in that third period, and that was uh, that was virtually unwatchable. I mean, you just knew they lost the game. It was on the it was on uh, our zone pretty much the whole night, or at least the whole third period. Excuse me. Um, a very boring third period for the Wild. Phoenix didn't really pepper us, but they kept the puck out of the zone the whole freaking third period. Um, just no energy from the Wild. I guess it's just you know their magic ran out at least for one night, and uh, I guess. I guess that's just how it goes. You're not going to be sure as heck not going to be perfect. Martin Havlat pretty much returned to his old ways. 17 minutes of nothing, pretty much. Koivu was clearly the best player on the ice for the Wild. And it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. James Shepard got in a fight, too, in the game with Fiddler. That was entertaining to see James Shepard. You know, he's got a little feistiness to him. Now, if only he could do that in the scoring column just a little bit more. He finally got his first goal, remember, just a, a game or two ago. Uh, Cypher is still on the Minnesota Wild. He's actually been playing solid. I mean, he, he's, he's nothing special, but he's solid. He's solid enough to be here, I guess, and that's what counts for the Wild. Uh, Zidlicky is just continuing to look like a very valuable asset. But really, nobody was exciting on this particular day. This was a very boring, virtually unwatchable game. So that's where I'm going to end it. Um, Phoenix's defense, very impressive. Very impressive. They just took the puck away from the Wild every opportunity they really had. And most of the Wild's shots and goal were pretty pretty weak. So now the Wild head to Colorado, who they've, as I mentioned, they've owned them this year. And uh, that's funny. It's funny to see that the Wild have owned Colorado. How is that, how, how is that possible, right? <laughs> well, the Wild win again in Colorado, 1-0. to 1-0. So I guess we were the Phoenix Cops in this particular night, which was uh, nice, I guess. I mean, what a smothering game by both clubs. 22 shots apiece. 22 shots apiece. That is nuts. That is absolutely nuts. And only about six minutes into the game, the only goal was scored. This was anti, excuse me, Miettinen with his eighth of the year. Um... What a smothering defensive game by the Minnesota Wild. As right here, you, it shows how they can win those kind of shootouts with the Nashvilles, and they can also get into the uh, the really smothering defense again. And this shows some uh, 
versatility by coach Todd Richards and, and his system. And I'm getting more and more impressed with this guy as things go on. Is uh, the team just looked like a mess coming out? They looked like a team that was totally unsure of what to do, pretty much, and uh, a lot like the Timberwolves at their new coach in the basketball side of things. But uh, very interesting indeed. Cal Clutterbuck did not play in the Phoenix game. Returns to this one, which was nice. Um, I guess, you know, just that one goal was enough. The defense was just was everywhere in this game. I was so impressed with the Wilds' defense. It would have been more entertaining to see a little more offense, but, hey, if that's all you need, that's all you need. And uh, that's about all that mattered in this particular game. The, just, I'm so... Yeah, the, the, the fact that this team can score and get in a defensive battle and win, you know, when you're starting to see this more and more, it's it's very very cool to it's very very cool to see and um, you just you just hope this can continue at least to some extent and the wild go to the the Saddle Dome in Calgary Alberta Minnesota Wild have had virtually no success in Calgary Alberta this was of course yesterday December the 11th I didn't even mention that today is Saturday December 12th I've got to work on that Saturday December the 12th 2009 episode number 30 of Brave the Wild um the Wild win in Calgary and they dominated this game all the way yet the Wild only are able to get one goal in regulation no team I mean there was no scoring in the first two periods the Wild dominated this game 46 shots on goal 46 shots on goal. The first period was uh, was insane. 19-3? to three? I mean, where does this come from? <laughs> it was like, where is this energy coming from? We're kicking the first place Calgary Flames butt in their in their arena? Yet, we just could not score on Kippersoff, who was just... He was he was unbelievable in this game. I mean, it, it's the Finnish goalies. The two, two of the best goalies in all of hockey. Nicholas Backstrom and Kippersoff. It was like... Um, it was like Roger Clemens versus Nolan Ryan, you know, in baseball. That's what it was like. It was it was a goalie duel. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Backstrom didn't have to face much because the wild smothering defense steps up again. And how about Martin Havlat and James Shepard? Two guys that absolutely have needed uh, some redemption. They get some serious redemption. Shepard with his second goal of the year. Martin Havlat with his third. And Havlat also assisted on Shepard's goal. And that was... Uh, exactly what the doctor ordered for the wild there those two guys any any type of offense you could get from them to, to this point especially Shepard I mean you know Havlat at some point has to come around right he he has to because he's a proven player Shepard well <laughs> no he's not a true proven player Shepard was able to tie this game because Calgary had the lead early in the third period it's like the wild put all this effort in they're dominating in the faceoffs. they're absolutely annihilating Calgary in the shots on goal Yet Aaron Johnson gets his first goal of the year, and the Wild are trailing early in the third period. It's like, you mean to tell me all this effort, all this this dominance by the Wild is gonna is just gonna go to the wayside? And we're gonna get shut out again, like we did by Phoenix. It's like, no way, man. There's no way. And uh, we got saved by two guys who have struggled mightily this year. Two guys that have absolutely struggled mightily. They've been busts to this point. I mean, I'm not going to say they're busts forever, but uh, to this point, they've been busts for the Wild. And they saved us. They saved us. Martin Havlet scoring the goal in overtime. He was the hero of the game and the player of the game. As uh, Yeah, back like I said, Baxter only had to face 23 shots by Calgary. Unbelievable. An unbelievable game, and uh, 
all of you out there from Calgary Puck Radio, as I know some of you out there listen to this show, I appreciate it very much for listening. And uh, I, I'm not up here talking trash. What You have a really good team, but I, I cannot believe how well the Wild played against Calgary, yet they still couldn't score on Kippersoff. Just a uh, crazy night, crazy night, and uh, I'm just so thrilled the Wild were able to come out with yet another victory. Now, Calgary did get a point out of it, so yeah, you give up a point to Calgary in that sense, you know. but I don't think we're competing for the division championship. I mean, I think the Flames, the Calgary Flames, this team reeks of a playoff run at some point. I mean, is this the year they're going to finally do it? They're, they reek of a playoff run, you know, in a two to three year period here. They're going to go some. They're going to go somewhere. If it's the case of the conference finals, at the Stanley Cup finals, is it a championship? Uh, I, I I could see it happening, but at the same time, folks, I can see the Minnesota Wild making some type of playoff run as well soon. Probably not this year. They're they're about a piece or two away, but um, the way this team can hunker down and play an offensive game. At the same time, that is really uh, it's it's really impressive to see. We're starting to look like kind of like the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, I remember how Todd Richards was in a assistant with the San Jose Sharks. That's cool. You just hope that we don't have the same playoff success as the San Jose Sharks. They have been one of the worst playoff teams in history. I mean, if if they're not the worst playoff team in history, I mean, we'll talk about chokers. And what the joke about San Jose is how they. Their playoff success was uh, was really unbelievable early on. They upset uh, Detroit, I think, twice. An eight seed upsetting a number one seed back in the day in the, in the mid to late 90s. That was pretty crazy. But uh, I apologize for digressing. <laughs> kind of went a little bit everywhere there. But uh, what uh, what a week by the Minnesota Wild. Four and one. Four and one. Mm. I mean, if not for that stupid 45-second uh, span by Phoenix, who knows? Who knows, man? Who knows? That's just unbelievable. And uh, I'm really impressed with the uh, improvement of this team. I, I just hope it can, can continue. They play the Vancouver Canucks tonight. Will it be yet another weekend back-to-back sweep? Will it happen again? Is this the third weekend in a row the Wild have done it? They swept Colorado. They swept Anaheim-Nashville last week. And then Calgary-Vancouver. This is the one you got to sweep because these are major division rivals. You hate Vancouver. Calgary's a division leader. I don't hate them, but some of you out there do. I mean, I, I wouldn't blame you if you do. Vancouver is one point behind the Minnesota Wild, or ahead of the Minnesota Wild. The Wild could be in third place tonight, even though when you look at the, the goals for and goals against, Vancouver certainly has been more efficient this year. And you look at their home record as well, 11-4, and four versus their 6-10-2 and 10 and two, or 6-10-0 and 0 road record. The Wild are 6-10-2 on the road. Uh, yeah, 91 to 81 goals for versus against for Vancouver. The Wild have an eight goal. They are they are minus eight, 81 to 89 goals for and against. So uh, wouldn't that be something if the Wild could uh, put that aside because of those awful games early on, those four to one losses early on in the year to teams like Los Angeles and and stuff, uh, and you know a gritty loss to Vancouver earlier in the year. Can the Wild finally shake that Vancouver uh, curse that they've had, you know, the last two years? It's really been a, a toughie. Man, the Wild could be in third place as of tonight. Wouldn't that be just crazy? 35 points, we'd be like 10th, 10th, 11th seed, depending on how this Western Conference continues to play well. 
It's just been sick how good the Western Conference has been playing this year. I can't believe it. In the Eastern Conference, well, the top of it's really strong, but about halfway down, the Minnesota Wild would be a playoff game if they were in the East. How about that? So, crazy, crazy, crazy how things can change in a fairly short time. I mean, hockey's like that. You go on a nice little run, and all of a sudden, you're right in the mix. You are right in it. And like I said, sixth seed is only four points away, or five points away, excuse me. That is, uh, that's pretty cool. So that's pretty much been the gist of the show in terms of just the improved play. A lot of the uh, the newcomers, as that was kind of the theme of uh, last week's show, and even the show before that, well, the show before that was more or less the newcomers are here, and then last week it's the newcomers really provided spark. Um, newcomers still are providing spark, just not as much. It's more or less the the established guys now. The, the Koivus, the Brunettes are kind of stepping forward again. And now guys like Havlett and Shepard have been stepping in. The Both of them have actually been showing up a lot more in the box score, and they've been... Uh, They've been factors out there. They've been playing with more energy, and it's 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 been a beauty. And overall, just the punishing defense of this team has been the story this week. It really has. It kept them in that Phoenix game, despite the fact there was almost no energy. Just completely buried Colorado and buried Calgary. Um, it's just been a uh, it's been a very interesting turn for this team. Brent Burns, unfortunately, still in concussion junction, and. Uh, that's a pro- that's unfortunate, and uh, it's nice to see we're still playing good again. Still playing good despite the fact guys like Sakura and Burns are out. Of course, guys like Andrew Ebbett and Latandres have helped fill it up along with Chuck Kobusu. Bouchard hasn't played a, has played one game all year, yet the Wild continue to play good hockey, at least for now. Latendres, yeah, I mean, yeah, the production level has, has quieted. You know, only three points in eight games. It's not bad, though. He still he still provides that physical presence. Eb, Andrew Ebbett with three points in seven games. And Chuck Kobusu in 20 games at six points, but he still had that hat trick. Uh, Kobusu, yeah, I'm beginning to think that was one, you know, that's going to be one of those one-game deals. Uh, we'll, we'll see, though. Hopefully he can get factoring in again very soon. But guys like Greg Zanin and uh, Shane Knighty have just been so valuable for this team on the defensive side of the puck. Kim Kim Janssen continues to frustrate the living crap out of me. <laughs> he just his defense is decent, but some of his uh, his offensive game is not not as advertised. Back when we signed him for that five year that really fat five year contract a few, about three years ago, uh, I can't believe how much he turns the puck over. But luckily, it didn't cost the Wild. Of, of late. I mean, he's he's played, at least he hasn't killed us. He's still a solid player in general. And uh, that's pretty much the story of this, of this show this week. The defense has just carried this team this week. Last week it was more or less a lot of just a, a lot of new little heroes. So you hope some of these new guys can can step it up again because if they start stepping it up and guys like Martin Havlat Martin Havlat starts playing like we know he can, a 70, 80-point guy. Who knows? Who knows how far this team can go? I mean, I this team looked like they were on the verge of just starting over in a way. Uh, not anymore. Not anymore. Some of it might be a little bit of luck, and you know a lot of these veterans aren't going to be here at the you know in the next two years. The, the Owen Nolans, the Brunettes, uh, Belanger, I don't know. He's not really that majorly valuable, but... Um, 
you know, the Chuck Kobusus and, and uh, La Tendresis, they might not even be here at Ebbett. But, uh, you know, you kind of ride the momentum while it's here. And uh, it's it's been a fun ride. Nick Schultz has really been a factor for the Wild during this uh, awesome smothering defensive week for the Wild. So had to had to at least get that in there. So that pretty much wraps it up as uh, you just hope the Wild can continue this, as mentioned, that Vancouver game. So big. I mean, you, you talk about a test. That's the ultimate test for the Minnesota Wild right here. Can they finally beat the Vancouver Canucks and to do it on the road? Yes, that will just, that could really snowball for this team. And um, if it's yet another loss, well, it's just like a stock. It, it hit its ceiling, and until they could break through that glass ceiling, they might be kind of stuck in that 13 to 11 seed range. But if they beat Vancouver, who knows? Who knows? They just might have a shot to get in that uh, that playoff race. So that's the guest right there, folks. I thank you for listening. Uh, Houston Arrows, there's just nothing to report out of there at all. It's been uh, pretty dull. Nobody down in Houston is impressing impressing me or, or the Wild at this point in time. Not really at all. That's why a guy like uh, Jamie Cyphers is here. He's he, he's a gutty guy, but he that's all he is though. He's just he's just kind of one of the guys basically, nothing special. We are going to conclude the show today with uh, some contact details. Please call into our phone lines: two zero nine seven three six seven eight seven seven two zero nine seven three six seven eight seven seven. You can make a comment on the Wild, any player you like. Uh, comment on the play of the team in general. Todd Richards. Chuck Fletcher, maybe some trade idea that might be floating out there that you'd like to bring up and we could comment about. It'd be terrific. 209-736-7877 for that. Keep it to about a minute. Leave your name and town. Uh, even if you go over a minute, hey, I'll still play it. Whatever. Just don't make it too long, okay? Just just be uh, just be nice. Maybe some of you Calgary Flames fans out there can give me, give me a comment. Maybe I'm a little bit uh, naive. <laughs> maybe, maybe you just want to say how we got lucky. Whatever you want. Go right ahead. I don't care. Um, I'm going to be respectful and fair about it, long as, as long as there are other people out there are as well. Uh, also, please become a member on the sportstuff.com. There is a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. Do click on that. Then there was a link on the left after that that says Register. That's all you got to do. Sign up. Keep the uh, screen name to something that makes sense, not a bunch of weird numbers and letters that people will assume that's spam and you'll be done. So maybe you're Havlat 50... Uh, have that 14 or something. Be more than welcome to do that. Something like that. I don't know if you'd want to be him, but somebody like that. <laughs> you get the idea. So, hopefully I'll be back up here talking about a nice victory over Vancouver and another winning red-hot week for the Minnesota Wild. And boy, oh boy, will somebody in the Western Conference start losing. Please, so the Wild can start moving up. Please, just do us a favor. Maybe you Calgary Puck guys can start losing a little bit. No. <laughs> No, we'll we'll see how that goes. So until then, we will talk to you next week. Take care, guys. <laughs>